Did you catch Society of the Snow on Netflix? Of course, it's the true story of a rugby team from Uruguay 50 years ago whose airliner crashed in the snowy mountains of Argentina. They survived by eating their dead teammates. Well, in 1846, the Donner Party of pioneers headed west and were stranded for the winter in the Sierra Nevada mountains. They had an even more gruesome survival story. I'm Patty Steele. What would you do next on The Backstory? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, if we're being honest, we all have stuff in our lives that drive us crazy. Maybe it's a job, a difficult relationship, or love interest. Or honestly, it can just be the state of this crazy world we live in. For me, it's all three of those things at times. A lot of times it's not a big deal, but in the moment, it sure feels like it is, right? So how do you come to terms with those stressors and not let the negativity weigh you down? For me, therapy has always been a haven where I can open up, talk about what's eating at me, and trust that this person will be honest, understanding, and discreet. Therapy isn't just for folks who've had major trauma. It's for you and me, so we can be at peace and become the best version of ourselves. When I connected with a terrific therapist at BetterHelp, she asked some on-point questions, and I actually heard myself working through some of the issues I'd kept bottled up. What a relief. If you've considered therapy, I can't recommend BetterHelp enough. It's completely online, so it's convenient, flexible, fits your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a short questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra charge. Take it from me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com backstory today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash backstory. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Backstory is back. If you watched the recent Netflix hit movie, Society of the Snow, maybe you asked yourself what you'd be willing to do to survive. It's a true story about a rugby team from Uruguay in 1972 whose plane crashes in the Andes Mountains and cannibalism becomes the only way to survive. It's the ultimate taboo. But it begs the question, would you be committed to survival at any cost? Well, that's a question that faced a group of pioneers who took off from Illinois and Missouri in the 1840s and headed west. Two families, the Donners, headed by George Donner, and the Reeds, headed by James Reed, hit the trail with nine covered wagons. It was an incredibly difficult undertaking. They expected to cover as much as 15 miles a day, getting to California in four to six months. But timing was everything. 
they had to leave early enough to make it past the western mountain ranges before winter set in, and late enough to avoid getting bogged down in the mud from spring rains. And they also had to make sure to travel when there was still enough spring grass for their cattle and horses to feed on along the way. Okay, it's May 12th, 1846. The two families, around 32 people in all, with everything they owned packed into those wagons, left for a new life in the West. They eventually met up with other folks looking for a new life, making it a group of 87 pioneers. The early part of the trip went as planned, and by June 16th, they covered 450 miles. After another month, the group made the fateful decision to break off from the traditional Oregon Trail route and try a new trail called the Hastings Cutoff. It was being promoted by a merchant named Jim Bridger. He suggested using a trail that would actually take them across a steep and craggy set of mountain ranges, as well as across the Great Salt Lake Desert. Bridger had a trading post on that route, so he had a vested interest in steering them in that direction. Most other groups opted for the known route, but the Donner and Reed families and others traveling with them took the bait. The first mountains they hit were insanely difficult to cross with all those creaky wagons, and the group was only able to travel about a mile and a half a day at that point. By August 20th, they finally could look down from the mountains and see the Great Salt Lake and the desert beyond. But it took almost two more weeks to travel out of the mountains. Meantime, the men started arguing about whether they'd chosen the right trail. Worse yet, food and supplies began to run out for some of the families. The unity they once had started to crumble under the weight of hunger, exhaustion, and fear. As they began to cross the Great Salt Lake Desert, in the heat of the day, the moisture underneath the salt crust rose to the surface and turned it into a gummy mess. In some cases, the wagon wheels sank so far into it, it was right up to the wheel hub or axle. The days were ferociously hot and the nights freezing. After three days, the water was gone. Some of the animals were so weak they were abandoned, and in some cases so crazed with thirst, they bolted off into the desert. The journey across the 80 miles of Great Salt Lake Desert took a week, but it was pure hell. As autumn wound down, things started to get even more complicated. More vicious fights broke out. James Reed got into a battle with another man and wound up stabbing him to death. Some in the group thought Reed should be hanged, but instead they banished him, allowing him to leave the camp, but without his family or any supplies, although his stepdaughter secretly gave him a rifle and some food. In yet another bit of bad luck, the pioneers were attacked by unfriendly natives who killed or stole many of their remaining animals. On the upside, they received some supplies as well as the assistance of two friendly native guides who would travel with them. They just needed to get past the biggest mountain ranges before winter. By early November, the group had reached the Sierra Nevada mountains and the last 100 miles, but this was the most difficult part of their journey. And that's where they were trapped by an early heavy snowfall. The blizzard lasted eight days. This is a region with hundreds of peaks, some topping out at 12,000 feet, and an area that gets as much as 500 inches of snow every winter. Each family built a small hut made from sticks and strips of ox skin covering the roof. 
Most of their cattle were either dead or dying. Families became so desperate for food, they were forced to eat the ox hides that had been used as roofing. Now they were stuck in massive snowdrifts, high in the mountains. More snow fell. Their food supplies were almost gone by mid-December. A group of 17 decided to leave, wearing snowshoes, to try to get help. What they did in the meantime was horrific, but for some, it was the only way to survive. For those trying to get help, supplies ran low. After several days without any food, one man proposed that someone should volunteer to die in order to feed the others. At first, they suggested a duel or possibly a lottery to choose who to sacrifice. But trapped in the snow, they started dying naturally. That's when the others began to eat the body parts of the first victims. The next day, they stripped muscle and organs from the other three bodies and preserved them by drying. When that food ran out, the group secretly discussed killing and eating the two native guides. Those guys heard about the plan and escaped, but nine days later were found in weak condition, shot and butchered for meat. They finally reached a settlement for help, and it wasn't much different back at the camp. The first relief party didn't arrive until the middle of February 1847, almost four months after the wagon train was trapped by that early blizzard. And what rescuers found was disturbing. One said he spoke with a woman who told him her family was considering eating one of the wagon drivers they'd hired for the trip. That man's mutilated body was later found. In another case, the first two members of the relief party saw a man carrying a human leg. When he saw them, he threw it into a hole in the snow. That hole contained the mostly dismembered body of George Donner's son, who had died of natural causes. But his young wife, while refusing to eat her husband's remains, was feeding them to her children. The rescuers noted that three other bodies had already been eaten. Ironically, when the first of those rescued reached civilization, George Donner's 12-year-old step-grandson broke into a food storage container and ate so much, he foundered himself to death. Of the 87 members of the party, 48 survived the ordeal, although their pain didn't end there. Some got death threats, some were shunned by people who couldn't get past what they'd done to survive. On the other hand, some, including the Reed family, went on to actually create the life they dreamed of before heading west. James Reed, who'd been banished for killing a man who'd attacked him and his wife, found his way back to his family and settled with them in California. During the gold rush of 1849, he became super wealthy. The state of California eventually recognized the Donner story as the most dramatic of the full story of Western migration. They built a memorial on the site of one of those cabins in the Donner camp, which had all been burned in the immediate aftermath. And that site has hundreds of thousands of visitors a year. Their story tells us that the sheer strain of survival can bring out both the best and the worst in people. And again, much like with Society of the Snow, you have to ask yourself how far you'd be willing to go to save your children and yourself when put to that kind of existential test.
I'd like to thank Judy Cohen for suggesting this incredible story. If you have a story you'd like me to take a deep dive into and share, please DM me on Facebook at Patty Steele or on Instagram at Real Patty Steele. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia, Premier Networks, the Elvis Duran Group, and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our writer, Jake Kushner. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Feel free to reach out to me with comments and even story suggestions on Instagram at RealPattySteele and on Facebook at Patty Steele. Thanks for listening to The Backstory with Patty Steele, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.